They fucked up the intro, Bob. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh God. Oh well, it's okay. Sorry. You know, I that my in, so we're good. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm not like Joe though. I'm not gonna make us do another 30 second countdown. Joe be a no, we're fine. Ass with that. Yeah. Just act like I played the right one. You didn't see our face in the middle of it this time, so we're doing better. But we are here to review AEW Dynamite on March 9th. Bob, how are you doing? How did you think the show was? Um, it was interesting. Like it wasn't bad. There's some stuff that I would have maybe changed the order up a little bit, but like overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, what'd you think? I loved this show. I hated some parts of it, but I guess it was the parts that I was supposed to hate. So I yeah. guess that's wrestling. But I was very excited for a lot of the matches that were on this card. Um, I don't think they delivered too much in the match category. I feel like this episode was more focused on storytelling, but we do have a lot to get into. So do you want to start with Mr. Jericho at the top? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. God, I hate Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes out the beginning of the show. He's the one to open the show. Judas plays, everybody sings, you know the deal. Then from there, um, Eddie comes out. He cuts a very heartwarming promo about like anxiety and how his fans have inspired him and all of those things. They shake hands finally. Jericho apologizes and thanks him for having for helping him have one of his greatest matches. And then after that. 2.0 and Garcia come out and attack Jericho. Santana and Ortiz come out with the bat to help defend Jericho and, and Kingston. But it ends up that Jericho hits Santana and Ortiz with the bat instead of 2.0 and Garcia. So they end up beating up Eddie. Hager comes in. They take a bat to Eddie's head. Hager puts Eddie through a table, but he can't even really keep yeah. Eddie up, which was Barely. the funniest part. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then they become the Jericho Appreciation Society. How did you feel about this segment and the new members of Inner Circle 2.0, which would have been easier to call it? I mean, I thought it was a fine segment. Like, it was weird that Jericho was the one opening the show, I thought. But then, like, you know, once Punk and MJF weren't there and, you know, Hangman had a match and all that, like, I guess it made sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I don't really care for the Inner Circle in general. So, like, to replace Santana and Ortiz are the two guys that I do care about with two guys that, you know, I like, but I don't like really care about all that much. It's fine with me because I think we're on the same page. And I think a lot of people are like Santana and Ortiz need to start doing their own thing and kind of yeah. get better. And they're going to have a feud now with, uh, you know, Jericho and probably 2.0. But once that's done, like they're free of all this stuff. And I think that's yes. a net positive. Um, you know, I don't know how much more Jake Hager is needed around here. Like <laughs> it was cool in the early days. Like he was their like one big guy who's like a mainstream mm -hmm. as, as mainstream success you could be when you're in Bellator. But like at this point, I don't really know what he brings to them anymore. Cause he doesn't really wrestle and all he really does is stand there and look big. And I get there's a market for that, but like he also almost hurt Eddie Kingston pretty badly. So yeah, it's not that, ideal. that did not look nice at all. One, two. I don't know why they did this to me. Why would you put Garcia with it? What? Hold on. Hold on. How do you put Jericho and Garcia together and expect me to function well? You put the person I hate the most with one of the people I love the most. I don't like that at all. And I really don't like that we didn't even get the chance to really see Regal kind of offer Garcia a position as like a mentorship or something like that. I would like to see that on screen. Um, but like Aiden said, LAX is back together, which makes me very excited. I also think it is fair that he is now in the Sammy spot, but it, I don't know. Ah, good lord. I just hope he doesn't end up doing any shit that hurts him. Shoot also has a report. Folks, SRS is reporting that AEW has also acquired Hardcore Holly's WWE theme. How My do you gosh. feel about that? That rules because you know, we, were, uh, we were talking about that. Like, they should bring him in. And I think uh, there is definitely a place for him. And I hope that they do end up bringing him in because Hardcore Holly rules. Yeah, that'd be dope. I, I would pop for it. There's also another... WWE theme that got used, but we'll talk about that later in the night. Um, the next match that we had up, interestingly enough, was the world title match. I wasn't expecting to see that be the first match of the night, second in the pecking order of the show. Um, but they keep stressing the fact that Dante is the youngest man to ever challenge for the world title. Um, there's lots of airtime for Dante. He's always in the air, flying around, doing all his flippy-dippy cool shit. Um, there's lots of strong reversals. We see at the end it's a reversal 
Um, there's a great buckshot lariat where Dante gets turned inside out. Um, but Hangman ends up calling Dante back to the ring. He gives him props for working singles the last year, puts him over, and they shake hands. And he said that he would be glad to do it again. How did you feel about this match, Bob? It was fine. Like, I'm cool with them doing more, like, TV title matches between guys who probably, you know, wouldn't get the shot at the pay-per-view. Um, I would have liked it to be a little longer, but, like, the ending kind of, you know, when Hangman put him over and was like, hey, let's do it again, that that mm-hmm. really was good to me. Um, you know, I think we're all very high on Dante, and I think he'll definitely be there again soon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I like this sort of thing. Yeah, I did too. I wish that, I guess there were like some more spots that would have stood out to me. I feel like this match was just like there almost. Um, this was one of the things that I hoped would have been stronger. And I, I wanted to see them kind of give Dante more of a showing here. Because I, I know Dante can do some cool high spots and stuff. And he didn't really get to do too much of that this time. Um, so I wish he would have been able to do more. People are going back in the forth, back and forth in the chat. I don't know if they're trolling about the hardcore Holly thing or not. They're saying that shoots trolling and then people saying that they're not. Oh, it seems like it's legit. Okay. We'll go with it. We'll just, mm. <laughs> we'll just act like it is, even if it's not, you know, it's fair. fuck it. Kayfabe. Um, <laughs> after that, Adam Cole kind of comes out, interrupts them and basically says, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Ha ha. I'm not done with you, which, okay. I guess, um, but they say that there's going to be, a, well, Adam says that there's going to be a six-man tag match next week. And he's going to be teaming with his best friends who know him the best and their friends, not his, whatever, whatever. Funny enough, I got this wrong when I was making my predictions. I wrote down, oh, Silver and Reynolds. He's going to team with Silver and Reynolds <laughs> and it's going to be a VTE thing. Um, but later in the night, we end up finding out who it actually is. How do you feel about like the Cole Page feud kind of continuing on? I mean, I would rather it didn't, but also there's two and a half months till the next pay-per-view. So, like, you know, unless Hangman's going to do this, like, thing where he faces a guy who's too high in the rankings and just to, you know, get it done, which is kind of what the Dante thing was, unfortunately. But, like, unless they're just going to keep doing that, I guess you can keep this going. But, like, I was fine leaving it where it was. I know you liked it more than I did, like, the match itself and I think the feud overall. But, like, you know, I think they could have moved on, but... I don't know that we're going to get like six more weeks of this instead of maybe two or three more. Yeah. I would have left the match there to be honest too. I, I think things like that are better in small doses. And if you're going to continue that feud, it doesn't really make sense for me, especially since I would think you could build another feud that you can blow off before the pay-per-view or so. Mm-hmm. So like before then you have page going in with more momentum than the last pay-per-view and he's not just beating guys off the rankings. Like you said, like coming out of a feud that has momentum you can you also use that as momentum for somebody else as well to go into a good match at double or nothing. Um, but I guess they're going to continue this. I would have, if they would have continued this, I would have guessed that Kenny's going to be back in time. And I don't know if that's true or not, but if they are going to, then I will, I will apologize and say you were right for doing that for Kenny. <laughs> um, good God. This next part, I have so many notes on this. Good Lord. Next, Danielson and Moxley. Wow, Moxley, great. Moxley take on the workhorse men, which is Anthony Henry and JD Drake. I personally love those guys. I was very excited to see them in the match. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, Yeah. they're great. Um, But they come out with Regal this time, so there's chance for Regal. Um, Danielson and Moxley are both working out of the heel corner, which I think is interesting because we don't normally see um, any camera work towards the heel corner, but they did that this time. I was very excited for that. there is also Brian coming out of the heel tunnel as normal, but like just to highlight one spot that Anthony Henry did, he did like this kick and then he flipped over the top rope and then he did a drop kick off the top rope. And I was like, dude, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't comprehend. Um, but they end up doing coordinating moves. So Mox is on the outside and he hits a paradigm shift on Anthony Henry. And then Danielson's on the inside with JD Drake and he basically just taps him out. Um, and Regal is just smiling off camera. How did you feel about this match before we get into the Regal promo? I thought it was good. You know, I think uh, Workhorsemen are two guys that are very good for Danielson and Mox to face. Like, you know, I like those guys a whole lot too. I'm glad they were on Dynamite instead of just uh, Dark or Elevation for once. Yes. It's very cool. Um, yeah, I think this is a really good showcase for both teams. Like, I think the Workhorsemen got 
a fair amount of stuff in for like considering who they were going against and it mm-hmm. it uh, got the job done for brian and mox too yeah i was like when i was watching this match i kept thinking that i wish that the work horsemen could get more in but then i'm like this is this is different they're not facing like the acclaimed they're facing like yeah. mox and danielson here so like okay let me be reasonable about my expectations going into this match um but I really enjoyed their showing as well. Um, I love whenever they team together, like even on the indies. I'm very excited to see that happening in AEW because um, Anthony has already worked a couple of like AEW darks and stuff like that. So it just kind of made sense for this to happen. Um, I kind of hope that he takes him away from the wingmen, to be honest. I'd rather see the workhorsemen together, but maybe that is a personal preference. Um, good God. After this, we have a long but amazing segment. Um, Regal basically has a moment with Shivani. Shivani's in the ring with the mic, and Regal just starts cutting a hilariously good promo. <laughs> I don't even understand how that happened. Um, he called him sweetheart and everything. He thanked him for giving an opportunity. He had like tears in his eyes. He recognized how much longer he has left in the business, um, and he was basically just like explaining the history between him and mox and danielson and the reason that they're all together now um and he called brian the perfect wrestler and put some super over and he said that he became everything that he could never be because of his problems and everything like that and he said that mox can basically make a devil cry or their relationship could and it was just a very sweet promo um putting over both those guys basically his introduction into aew how did you feel about this promo how do you feel about this tag team moving forward I love the promo. Um, I love the team. I think Regal's great. I think, you know, he's general manager in NXT, so he's not out there cutting promos. So I think people either have you know forgotten that he's able to do this or just have never seen this because he was, you know, last kind of doing this sort of thing in the mid to late 2000s, which I have to keep reminding myself is a long time ago now. And uh, it's just, it's cool to see him do this again, you know, like just kind of go out there and and he, like, Brian and Mox don't need any help. There are two of the more popular, maybe like two of the four or five most popular guys in the roster. But like, this is still somehow going to just do so much more for them. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's a perfect pairing. I know Joe's talked about it. Like, how do we not see this coming? Because it's perfect. Yeah, I completely agree. Even from my perspective. Oh my God, I'm sorry. That was bad. Even from my perspective, I obviously wasn't a super fan of Regal because I wasn't, you know, watching during that time or whatever, all that good stuff. But this really did make me excited for him. Um, I'm excited for what he can do. There are a couple of good ideas in the chat that I want to point out, but you guys can also send in your Grinner chats. I have access to those now. So superchats.com slash late night grin, I think it is. JJ, if you're here, please put in the chat because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but there are some good ideas here. JD Drake, yes. both of them actually, I think would be perfect for Ring of Honor. I think that's a really good place for them. Also, a way to get around my issue with John Moxley and Danielson as a pairing, as I know they're going to take those titles, and I think those are LAX's titles, um, specifically Santana Ortiz. But if we're going to do trios titles, I'm completely down for that. Um, I honestly wasn't a huge fan of this pairing at the beginning. Um, I more so wanted them to have that Young Lions thing with um, all of the all of the young kids so huda moriarty garcia all of them uh i really wanted that i was really hoping for that uh but you know it is what it is i'm excited to see how this pairing works out how long or how far away do you think we are from them taking the tag titles i mean i think they're going to be the next team to get them i just you know is that going to go to double or nothing or is it going to, you know, be a TV? I'm actually a good place to do it would be that uh, show they're doing in what Dallas or whatever, the new next uh, battle of the belts. Like you could have it oh, main yeah. event there. Like I know that's it's a tape show, show, like whatever, but you know, those TV specials have to be made important and that's going to be a pretty important match. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think they need to do it sooner rather than later. If they're going to mm-hmm. do it already. I don't like <laughs> the dino man as the champion but you know we'll get there that's a very interesting thing but i think i'm I'm just ready to see jungle boy do some single stuff again and um even when you're in a tag team like 
with private party they still have them work singles even like mm -hmm. anthony bowens they, and uh, max caster anthony will still work singles we haven't really seen that from jungle boy too much and that's kind of what i wanted out of him being in a tag run but anywho um let's move on to page talking to the dark order we kind of circle back to the adam cole thing for this um basically hangman comes to the tv or whatever where they're doing all these backstage tapings there's many of them on this episode um but page comes and he apologizes to all the members of the dark order um and he basically apologizes for pushing reynolds at the pay-per-view they accept the apology uh but he, he ends up announcing kind of that he chooses jurassic express next week for his tag match with adam cole and eventually we find out it's red dragon mm. um were you expecting this bait and switch of the dark order um i mean i didn't really think that cole was gonna pick them but i kind of thought hangman might but it also at the same time it's like you know, he's champion and he's going against this other yeah. kind of big group. And, you know, we all love the Dark Order, but they aren't exactly, uh, they don't exactly win a lot. So, like, you kind of want to load up a little bit more and pick the tag champions instead. It's just kind of smart business. And, you know, it it seemed like uh, the Dark Order was okay with it for the most part. So, you know, we'll see if they yeah. still are. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was a little surprising to me didn't pick them, but it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, I think they're going to end up breaking up pretty soon. Um, I don't know if I like that idea or not, but I think it'll lead to, like, less six-man stuff with um, Paige, like, Hangman Page leading up mm -hmm. to his matches, um, which will probably be better. I don't always like those six-man matches or, like, those tag matches heading into a feud too, too much. I normally prefer some singles matches, but um, let's move on to Pack versus Yuta. This was kind of a little bit of a filler match almost for me. Um, but we do get the announcement that Orange Cassidy is going to be out for a little bit. He's ringside, but they say that he doesn't have to have surgery. Um, the end of this match is basically just like an avalanche brain buster, um, into the brutalizer submission. Um, I just watched this and, and thought that Pac should wrestle on TV more. What did you feel or how did you think this match went? Oh, that was fine. You know, it was kind of short, but, uh, I like Pac a lot. I like Wheeler Yuta a lot. I think, uh. You know, Yuta's going to be a guy that over the next couple of years, I think, kind of gets more and more elevated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's he's working a lot of their top guys already. Like, there's clearly a lot of interest in him there, and just he's not yeah. there yet. Uh, and that's not even like an in-ring perspective. That's just kind of where everyone else in the roster is. He's not quite, you know, on that stage yet, but I thought it was good. You know, uh, I, I think uh, Pat getting the win is the right choice and just kind of keep moving ahead. Yeah, I agree. I also, um, to credit Aiden, I I think that he's in a rut as well right now. He's in the same mm -hmm. boat as Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty for me. They're all still trying to figure out their characters. They're all super young. Um, but I don't know. I I think that – oh, wait, where's the wrong – this one. It was the one I was trying to pull up. Is that Pac needs a win in the Owen. I feel mm -hmm. like that's a good place for him to get a win back. I like that they gave him a win back after the pay-per-view. Um to kind of soften the blow for that yeah. house of black stuff. I just don't know what they have next for him. Really? I don't like, I don't know where we're going to go from here with this. I would maybe put him like a TNT title feud or something like that, but then he would still probably lose. I don't know. I think they just need a big singles match for him. Maybe they, I don't know. They can't really turn him heel again, but I, I would have him go heel versus Darby or something like that. I don't know. What do you think could be next for him? Yeah. I mean, I think the TNT title picture is probably because I don't know, you know, he's got the death triangle stuff, but that can just always kind of be there when he needs it. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be his main thing. Like I'd rather see him in some more single stuff. Uh, you know, Miro's coming back. You'd maybe do something with them. I know they have done a couple things in the past, but like mm -hmm. that's a feud you could do. Um, there's options. It's just a matter of like, getting him in the right one and because i think he's very talented and i mean that's that's never been the problem even going back to when he yeah. was in wwe it's just kind of some other stuff where like you don't know where you're gonna plug him in exactly i would completely agree also the second this yuda does need some more work more than garcia does for sure um i think they all would have fit really well under danielson i don't know how you kind of figure that out or if they're even going to do that anymore but that's what i really really wanted um Apparently, Paige got the All Elite graphics, so I will definitely check that out after. But um, I I think that Pac definitely 
has a place in AEW for sure. And he's one of like almost the originals. So I don't really know how he's going to maneuver with all of these new guys. But I don't know. I feel like we just need to move on from all of the lore stuff yeah. with them. I think he can just do some single stuff, to be honest. I don't think he really needs all the death triangle stuff even right now. Um, but after this, Cole basically cuts his promo backstage. The Young Bucks say that they don't want anything to do with Hangman. Um, and then he just ends up picking Red Dragon for the match. We kind of already talked about this, so I think we could just, you know, move past this. I do want to ask, because I know you, again, are higher on this sort of stuff than I am. Like, yeah. is this doing anything for you? Like, the no. Young Bucks and Red Dragon stuff? And, you know, it's very clear they're going to end up feuding over Adam Cole and, like, you know. Just fight, dude. I don't yeah. I, I'm tired of this. Like, if you're gonna do it, just do it. I would have just started to do it after that match. Like, I would have booked it for um, St. Patrick's Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I just would have gotten it out of the system. Um, but I think that is a big match. I think we probably won't even get into like double or nothing. I think they're gonna wait for that long to do that match because they see it as really big. But I'm not. I'm not like a huge Red Dragon fan, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them and their work, but I think I like the Young Bucks more. Um, and I think that this is a weird territory. I think that we're going to end up seeing the young bucks back as baby faces when Kenny comes back. Um, so I'm excited for that. I like the young bucks as baby faces more than I like them as heels, to be honest. Um, but that's just cause I really hate them as heels cause they're good at it. But like, mm-hmm. I like them more as faces. I don't know. It's weird. Um, after this FTR, well, basically we start with Dax cutting a promo talking about wrestling and, um, his family and everything like that and how he can't tell his daughter um, to follow her dreams because his dad can't do it and Uncle Dan can't. Um, but basically, we end up having FTR fire Tully Blanchard basically out of nowhere. How did you even feel about them firing Tully and them just also doing it out of nowhere? Yeah, it was kind of weird because I've actually really liked them with Tully, but I mean, if they're going to do this whole like you know, we need to get back to our roots and, like, you know, really dig in, be baby faces. I guess Tully doesn't make a ton of sense there. I don't know who you would put with them if you're going to give them a new manager, if you're just going to let them do their thing. But I'm excited to see what's coming yeah. for them because the other guys that I think really should be on television every week. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's cool that they seem to have some sort of direction. But, yeah, it was abrupt. Like, they didn't even build to it. Yeah, it was definitely abrupt. It seems like people think they're getting Arn in the chat. I, I wouldn't be. Um, That's kind of what I thought, but. Yeah, I, I'm i cool with any of it, to be honest. I honestly, I just like FTR as FTR. They can have a manager. That's cool with me. But yeah. I, I honestly just want to see them have good matches on TV, get back in the tag title picture. Mm-hmm. I wish that they would have had like a more serious match, like, I'm not a more serious match. Not to say their match wasn't serious, but like a serious feud with Santana and Ortiz, like a cage match or something with Stips mm. would have been nice for me to tie it up in a little bow. I really enjoyed their matches together. Um, I don't even know where FTR really fits in the tag picture right now because obviously it's the next topic, but we have the Hardy Boys back in the tag picture now. Also Private Party, the Acclaimed, Jurassic Express, Moxley and Danielson now, the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, Varsity Blondes, um, Top Flight's back now. Like, we have so many tag teams, so I don't even know where you could even place them. I would think the next natural feud for me would be, like, Top Flight and FTR. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, You know, again, it depends if FTR is going to, you know, go babyface or if they're going to just... Yeah. If they were just getting rid of Tully, like, because that's going to really see where they go from here. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I said, they have a direction at least and they're starting something and that's intriguing. It's more than they've been doing. So I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I I actually like this idea. I think after um, Santana Ortiz get a little bit of a run, I think they can become the first ever two-time tag champs. I think that's the perfect spot for those titles to change hands. Yeah, I agree. Um, their, their feud and their matches, you know, obviously uh, the one is where Cash gets hurt, but... uh it's a really good feud, and it kind of sucks that the one like big match didn't get paid off because of Cash getting hurt. But you know, yeah, yeah, I, dude, I love both of those tag teams. So mixing them together, that was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they could do the whole. Well, they can't really say it on TV anymore. I don't think. But like, they hate flips. They have fists. Top flights flips. They are fists. Fight. You know, mm-hmm. perfect. Clash of styles. Nice and easy. Um, after this, we have the emergency board meeting of the HFO. 
and <laughs> the whole time I'm sitting in my bed, I'm watching this. And I'm like, play his music. Just play his music already. Like, I'm I'm ready for this. Um, but basically, Andrade wanted to fire Matt. Matt apologizes. Um, and he doesn't like himself in his suit. He turned into an asshole is basically what he's saying. And basically calls Andrade an asshole because he's wearing a suit. It was very weird. Then Andrade calls for a vote. And then basically Matt just says that uh, Pirate Party will never vote him out. So, you know, they all wanted to vote, I guess. Um, everybody does thumbs up. So it's Matt and Pirate Party doing a thumbs up. Jose and Andrade doing the thumbs down. When Matt starts talking, they do the whole thing. Yeah, boom. Then Matt turns around. Everybody attacks him. Sting and Darby come out. And then there's Jeff Hardy's music. Jeff Hardy comes out. Um, he was losing his mind when he was doing his entrance. Bob, yeah. can you do the entrance? Can you mimic it for me, please? Um, hold on. Keep talking. I'll do it. Okay. And then after that, there was the twist of faith and the faith. Well, twist of fate and the Swanton bomb. And Darby is just staring. And it looks like they're going to do Darby versus the Hardy boys. God, is that going to be a match? Yeah. I mean, like... You can do like the Dar the uh, Hardys against Darby and Sting. I guess it'll be fun. It'll be very, it'll be very fun. I'm, I think I'm a little bit more excited for the Private Party feud because I feel like it was building up a little bit more for me. I feel like I'm a little bit more excited to see that, and I know that they're they're idols, so that's yeah. gonna be really great to see. I'm, well, I'm the Private Party have a lot more to gain from it than Sting and Darby do. Like, no offense, Sting and Darby, but okay. you know they're gonna be fine whether or not they face the Hardy Boys. Where like Private Party getting a win over them in a feud is like a huge deal yes oh god oh my god this is gonna be so good oh my god it's oh, gonna yeah. be like past and present oh my god i'm gonna lose my mind when they book that oh my gosh they're gonna know that they're working with fire over there that's gonna be perfect jesus uh how do you feel about jeff hardy finally being in aw i mean we kind of all knew it was coming. So like, I'm glad it's finally here and happening. We don't have to listen to speculation anymore. Um, <laughs> it's cool that they were able to get their theme song. Cause you know, it's public domain song or whatever. Um, again, Jeff doing his full entrance. Like uh, Rhea Ripley did that one time when she was supposed to come save Bianca was incredible. Um, it's great stuff there. I, it kind of is what it is. Like, I think the Hardys are still fine. I don't know how much I need to see them in 2022, but I think, you know, Fair. if you can find a way to use them correctly and not have them be like a focal point of TV every week, which I think AEW's fairly good at, I think it'll be all right. I'm just excited because I'm going to see them happy together. I know that Jeff was like happiest when he's with his brother and he always wants to work with his brother. Um, so I don't know, dude, I'm very excited for them. I, I hope that this, ends up working out in their favor um like how they plan to book themselves basically because they wouldn't really get that in wwe if they were all there together mm -hmm. um you have not done the dance bob okay ready yes <laughs> that's what i signed up for when i when i found out that jeff was debuting at the show i was like bob's gonna do the dance today that that was my one accomplishment. There we um, go. That was perfect. Thank you. After this, we have one of my favorite parts of the night when Swerve is on TV. So Swerve basically said that he wants to wrestle. So he challenges Tony Nese to a match on Rampage. And they're going to relive their Friday night fight feel. Um, and then he said that he's going to beat his ass and then blows him a kiss. Are you excited for this match? How do you feel about Swerve and AEW? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Swerve being here. Um, I think it's going to be a really good match. I think Tony Neese is very good. Um, and, you know, I am not super familiar. I know they've wrestled a few times in the past, but I don't know that I've ever seen it. Um, Same. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's new to me, so it's exciting. Um, yeah, no, I think Swerve has a really high ceiling. Uh, very high on him. I liked the little bit I saw on NXT and WWE. I didn't really follow him too much before that, but mm -hmm. a lot of people I trust have said a lot of nice things about him. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to kind of see him unleashed. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't know if we can say unleashed because that reminds of, of a specific podcaster. But um, <laughs> I do love Swerve a whole lot. I'm very excited to see this match. I think this is just going to be a showcase match for him, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just excited. I hope they do a bunch of cool flips and shit. I like Tony Nese a lot more than most people do. Um, I wish that they were able to do a little bit more with him. 
Um, but you know, it is what it is. Also, Aiden gives us the shout that this was the first dynamite without punk in a while. I didn't even notice yes. that. There was no punk, there was no MJF. Interesting. Yeah, which that's fine after the kind of match they had. Yeah. Especially because MJF's probably gonna factor in next week with Wardlow and Scorpio. So like it's fine to keep away for a week. Yeah, I would agree. I think they got some time since they can give it some space over mm-hmm. there. Um, but moving on, speaking of Wardlow, um, Wardlow basically comes out and he talks to Tony for a little bit. So he's cut in a promo for a little bit, which I was not expecting Wardlow to do. Um, he checks and sees that there's that Spears isn't walking behind them and he gives a little smile. Um, he apologizes for working with Max basically says that he grew up poor and that he wanted to help provide for his family. And that's the reason that he worked for him um, and thanks him for helping um, him provide for his family. But basically says that he doesn't care about Max's contract anymore. He says he's leaving the pinnacle. He's finally free. Um, and he asked for the release of his contract, says that they'll go their separate ways. Um, and then he, that he just wants to win the TNT title to get an AEW contract, plans to take over everything, calls it Wardlow's world. How did you feel about this promo? And how do you think Wardlow is as a promo guy? Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think that he uh, had this in him. I, it was actually very good. Um, and it's a good sign going forward for him too, I think, because he's hopefully going to be a big deal. Uh, I yeah. think everyone's high on him. I think he's you know gotten a lot better in the ring. And this is kind of the next step towards like, hey, you know, he can, he can be a guy where, you know, because he's going to be on the mic against MJF. So obviously you got to, you know, step your game up, be there, be ready. And it looks like he's gonna. Yeah. I, dude, I'm very excited for all this Wardlow stuff. I think that him, like, not being a bad promo, I wouldn't say it was good. I wouldn't say it was bad either. I think it was, like, where he needed to be, right? Mm -hmm. I I think that that was strong enough for me to, like, get excited for next week. Um, Even if he doesn't win, the match is gonna be very good regardless. Um Tony was working overtime this whole this whole like show <laughs> doing mad segments and everything like that. But next we go to the back and QT basically wants to talk to Keith Lee. So QT Marshall wants to talk to Keith Lee and Keith is like, "What could you possibly want to talk to me about?" Obviously, um, and then he bas- QT basically says that the factory has Keith's back with Team Taz. Keith says that he has a very large back and doesn't need him, and then. QT says Keith will pay. So they now have a match on Rampage. There's that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it'll be fun. Like, obviously, we want to just get to Keith facing guys that, you know, we want to see him wrestle. But this match will be fine for a few minutes. It'll be a few minutes. And then they'll move on. And uh, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I One thing I did mention before is that I want them to connect Huke. Wow. Hukes. Wow. Hooks feuds with team taz a little bit more and that seems to be like what they're doing with this so mm-hmm. i enjoy that i actually like that um you know they're able to kind of intertwine those things now instead of acting like hook and key and team taz business was separate because they you know hooks the face team taz's heel they were kind of just acting like oh you know they're together but they're not uh but after this we move on to a tag team title match. We have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express, taking on the Acclaimed. Gun Club is ringside cheering for the Acclaimed. They do the rap and whatever. It's cool. Good stuff. Um, Bowens does a lot of, like, very stiff, like, forearm rolling elbows, like, mm-hmm. stuff you normally would expect him to do. Um, they hit the mic drop, and the Dino Man breaks up the pin. But after that, there's a combination like bomb. I don't even know what it's called, but it looked really good and it had a really close two. And I thought it was going to be a tag title change. Um, but after that, Jungle Boy does some cool rope moves and they get the three. What did you feel about this match? And how do you feel about Jurassic Express's tag champs, I guess, now? Yeah, I thought the match was fine. Um, you know, I am not the biggest Luchasaurus fan. I'm not the biggest Max Caster fan, but, uh, you know, they made it work. Um, I also thought that they were going to get a title change for a minute there. Um, I think it's good, you know, and I think Jurassic Express winning the match, um, at revolution really went a long way for him. Cause I know, like we talked about a little bit, they weren't the main story of the match, but they still won against the young bucks and red dragon. That's, that's something at least, right? Like yeah. that legitimizes them a little bit more like, and I'd like to see them defend these titles. I think they defend the titles quite a bit. So 
that's good, but I would kind of like him to see, kind of like to see them defend the titles, you know, between Rampage and Dynamite once every couple weeks. Yeah. I just think that helps, you know, continue to legitimize them more. And, and they might be legitimate at this point. That might just be a me thing, but I also at the same time want to get to Christian Jungle Boy already too, though. I do as well. I I think that there might be an issue with like how credible the tag teams that they're facing are. Like they face Private Party, I guess now they face the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember who they faced before that, and I feel like that's kind of an issue. Like it doesn't really matter if who you're facing doesn't, you know, leave a memory. I guess. Um, but I think that Bowens is very good. I think he'll have a very good solo career eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, Jungle Boy's going to be solo pretty soon as well. I, I miss him just doing solo work. Like I said, I'm kind of run out on my, um, enjoyment of the Jurassic Express tag title reign. I mm-hmm. wasn't very excited at the beginning either. So I'm kind of just annoyed with this stuff from me, I guess, but. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, you know, they have good music and a lot of people like Jungle Boy and that kind of feels like it's about it, you know? Yeah. I think people like in the building are probably higher on Luchasaurus than I am and other people that are on the show regularly are, but like he's still, there's something missing there. And it just, it Mm -hmm. feels like, again, they're going to get to Christian and Jungle Boy and it's just, you know, we've been waiting for what feels like six months now. Yeah. Also, Jacob explains that it was Silver and Reynolds and the Ass Boys. See, I don't remember. Not worth it. Anywho, uh, after that, we get a promo from Jade and Mark. Basically, Jade doesn't really know who's left or who's going to face her for the 30 and 0 um, number. So she's going to put her TBS title on the line and open challenge. Um, and she asks, who wants the kiss of death? And they keep showing the kiss between Jade and Ty, which I think is comical. Um, good God. You know, what my thing is about the open challenge, though, is like it feels like eventually you bring someone in who's not signed and you have them break it or whatever but it doesn't feel like jade should lose anytime soon either so like that's kind of the thing because she's already beat most of the division so like just having people come out and face her again doesn't really do anything but like if you get like tony storm or mia yim or whatever bringing them in and having them beat jade i don't think helps jade either exactly it's not right now at least yeah it's a sticky situation regardless like you don't want to give jade a loss but you don't want to bring somebody in and have them lose as well the mm-hmm. only person i could see that you like bring in and i guess maybe have them lose is like a nixon newell yeah. maybe but even then i feel like that's still disrespectful to her mm-hmm. um but after this we do get another women's match we see legit layla Hirsch take on thunder rosa and a woman's title eliminator layla is getting a lot of heat recently and i i'm just starting to notice it like with this match she was like sticking up middle fingers during the commercial break and everything mm-hmm. i was like oh my god um but she had a lot of power shockingly she went for some like good submissions and some like weird pins that you wouldn't expect um rosa does a superplex and turns it into a neck breaker after that um and then layla goes under the ring to try to look for the turnbuckle um and Red Velvet comes out, knocks it out of her hand, puts her back in the ring. Um, and she tries to toss Rosa into an arm breaker, um, but it just ends up being Rosa hitting her with a thunder driver. Well, fire thunder driver, sorry. And after that, Rosa is basically crying. Um, and Tony Giovanni announces that it'll be a steel cage match. Um, how did you feel about this before we get into the little Brooke promo that we saw? Back and froze for a minute. No, I think, um, you know, this match is interesting because I liked it, but we also knew like who was going to win the whole time and Mm -hmm. also like what the outcome would be with the match next week. And I'm fine with all that too. It just, it kind of felt like it was missing something a little bit. Like, I don't know what exactly I would have liked, but I would have liked a little more from it because I like both of them quite a bit. It just, like, this is, you know, the first time they face each other or whatever. Maybe if they run it again in six months, it'll be better. But, yeah, it kind of felt a little off. Yeah, this felt a little bit flat to me almost. Like, they didn't have enough time to get their high spots in or anything like that. Or there wasn't enough build within the match or all that shit. Um, but Britt basically calls out Thunder Rose's lose face that she had. Um, <laughs> I, I 
I'm playing the video. Fuck it. I don't care if we get a copyright strike. That's not my problem. The AEW Women's World Championship. Introducing the challenger from the graveyards of Tijuana, Mexico. The yeah, so she basically called her out for that. Um, said that it'll be Jamie versus Mercedes on Rampage, which I am super excited for. Yes. Um, but basically, I just want the title off Britt. I'm tired of her. That's yeah, I think it's coming next week. Yeah. I hope the match is good at least, though. It's their one-year anniversary, so there's going to be a lot of pressure. Well, you think with that, plus, like, it's in San Antonio. It's probably going to be in the main event. Like, it's a stipulation so they can get some color. They can do some spots. I think it will be good. Yeah. I think Rose is going to want to put her all into this, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's – it was a lot of that match was because she wasn't interested in it. And and that's maybe why it fell a little bit flat or it wasn't there, you know, all that stuff. But I'm excited for her. I'm excited for her to have this moment. This is going to be an amazing moment. Even if the match is bad, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Brett's no longer champion, and that's my happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to run through the card for um, Rampage, we have Darby Allen taking on Mark Quinn. QT Marshall taking on Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland taking on Tony Nice, and Jamie Hayter taking on Mercedes Martinez. Are there any matches here that you're particularly excited for? Um, no, I mean we talked about Swerve a little bit. That one should be good, and then uh, Jamie and Mercedes should be very good. And I mean, I like Keith. I like how he's been wrestling in AEW compared to you know doing the flips and stuff all mm-hmm. the time. So I hope he just kind of continues that and just throws QT around for two or three minutes. Oh, God, that would be amazing. I hope he does a deal with him. Yes. Chuck him. Chuck the bitch. Just do it. Go for it. Um, I think Darby and Mark Quinn, too, will be a sleeper. I think it'll be better than people are expecting it to be also if they give them some time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Swerve's about to kill this, so I'm so excited to see Swerve Russell in AEW. I've been waiting for this. Um, God, I'm so excited for him. Um, but... Next week at Dynamite, we have Thunder Rosa taking on Britt Baker in the cage match for the women's title. Um, Hangman Page and Jurassic Express will take on the Undisputed Era without Roddy Strong. So basically, everybody from Undisputed Era, but not Roddy Strong, because they hate Roddy Strong, meaning they hate (laughs) Joe Holford. Thank you. Um, Also, Wardlow will take on now Scorpio Sky in a TNT title match. We'll talk about Scorpio Sky right now. Um, so Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara have their TNT title match as title versus streak. Scorpio Sky actually enters with his Who We Are music. Um, and Paige and Austin Vanderford are at ringside cheering him on. Um, JR basically said that she's a part of the deal, right? And then mm-hmm. Tony kind of just says nothing, which basically confirms, yeah, something's going down with that tonight. Um, but Sammy is wearing his regular vest. They originally think it's the um, the inner circle vest, but it's not. I wrote at the top of my notes here, Paige's first feud will be Ty. So I yes. called it. Um, but Sammy basically sit at the table. Scorpio moves out the way, and Sammy does a huge 630 splash through the table. And Ty Conti comes out, and on the whole break, they're taping up Sammy's ribs. He's told not to compete. He's almost walked to the back. Whatever, whatever, and he comes back in the ring. What did you feel about the spot? Let's take a second to talk about the spot. I mean, like the spot was what it was, but then to like do the whole like fallout from it, picture in picture, kind of took away from it because I didn't really know what was going on. Like, mm-hmm. I could kind of put it together, but like, and I could have also probably done without Ty Conti coming out. Like, yeah, I know they're together, but they've never like interacted on screen before. Like you don't need to do that, but I guess it added, you know, legitimacy to it. But you know, I could have probably done without it and then you know, the fact that he spent the next five minutes of the seven left of the match just like really, really selling it, just it almost felt like overkill. Like yeah. I know that's what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to sell when you get hurt, but like he was doing a lot there. Yeah, I feel like the tie stuff made me uncomfortable. Maybe it's just because I don't like their relationship, but like I don't know. Not for me. Um, but basically, Scorpio kind of just berates Ty. Like, while he's picking up Sammy, he's, like, saying mean stuff to her face. I'm like, well. But then Ty and Paige end up going face-to-face. And I wrote in green, which is basically my notes to myself, is that, like, this match made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it felt like 
like an attack almost like like somebody was defenseless kind of sort of i don't know yeah it was it was kind of a weird match throughout like the crowd was kind of weird for it like is another one where it didn't really feel like i thought it would yeah yeah i don't Um, and that's not to say it was bad it just like i don't know it just felt like it was lacking something yeah i i felt like this was off this wasn't what i was expecting to me um but basically uh sammy well ty is like banging on the ring it's Mm -hmm. so loud it's very distracting but basically um he goes for a springboard cutter and he does it but like he still can barely cover him he struggles all that stuff uh but then he hits him with the go to hell um but scorpio rolls too far um to be able to pin him sammy tries to go for another 630 but he gets the knees this time page throws ty like into the steel steps scorpio hits a tko he's a new tnt champion ty gets brought into the ring hit with the kick and she falls over flat on Sammy, and Paige sizes the contract on Ty's ass. What a way to go out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they told a good enough story. Like, I get what they were trying to do with the table stuff and having Ty come out, and mm-hmm. maybe this is a case of, you know, it wasn't for me compared to this is bad. Like, I'm really trying to not confuse those two. Like, this might have just not been for me instead of actually being bad. Yeah. But, like, I just didn't care for it. Um, but you know, I like the post-match stuff and I like Scorpio as TNT champ and I actually do think he's going to hold it longer than next week. I didn't think, you know, originally, but it feels like uh Wardlow and MJF for the TNT title would just not be necessary. There's enough other stuff yeah. there. I think this needs to be Swerve's belt. God bless. Sorry. I'm back on my Swerve train, but I think Swerve is the perfect person to dethrone Scorpio for me. Um, I am very excited for this Paige Van Zandt stuff. I am a big fan of her personally. I have, uh, I follow her on Twitter. Um, I don't follow many people on Twitter. I follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I'm very excited for all the stuff that she's going to do. I hope that she has a really good match with Ty whenever it ends up happening. Um, but I'm nervous because that kick that she did, it, it barely hit her. The punch that she gave, it didn't look too good. I was like, oh, God, Paige. Um but, you know, fingers crossed that it'll be good. Um, well, let me tell you, and this came up in the chat, when they actually do a match in the first minute, one of them's going to hit each other or hit the other one too hard because they're trying not to. And then they're just going to, like, kick the shit out of each other for eight minutes. Sounds so, good. Yeah. I like that. That that works for me. Please <clears throat> just fucking shoot, hit each other. That's yeah. great. Um <laughs> Who do you think beyond Wardlow would be the next like reasonable challenger for Scorpio? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Miro can come back and challenge for it. I think Andrade is going to factor in. I think uh, Swerve and Keith can both factor in. You know, Hobbs and Ricky, they have, you know, like 15 people who are positioned to do it, which makes it really exciting. Yeah. I'm just intrigued to see how long Scorpio will hold this title Mm -hmm. because it seemed like well, at least recently, probably because of the Cody stuff, the title bounced around quite a bit. Um, but I hope that this is a more contained reign, I guess. Um, not like multiple title yeah. changes within the next couple of months or whatever. Um, but I hope he has really good matches too. I hope he can be a really good like TV wrestler. He hadn't wrestled on TV in a long time. Um, so, I don't know. Fingers crossed. Um, what was your favorite segment of the night or match anyway? Uh, favorite match was probably, let me see here. It's weird because the match is, like, I guess it's Danielson and Moxley against uh, the Work Horsemen, but, like, the matches, and someone said it earlier, and I think you said it too, like, the matches weren't the focal point here. Like, yeah. It's very story-driven. That's fine coming out of pay-per-view. You know, everyone's beat up anyway. Like, give them some time to just chill and kind of reset. Yeah. But... Yeah, I would probably go with uh, Danielson Moxley against Workhorseman or Hangman and Dante. That's fair. I think mine was Layla and Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just very excited for their, this Rampage show. This Rampage card looks really good to me. Um, I've been waiting for Mercedes and Jamie for a while. Um, I've also been really excited to see Swerve debut as well. So I'm excited for all of that stuff. Um, but I think that is all that we have for Dynamite. So... Bob, where can the people find you? 
Yeah, you follow me on Twitter at Robert O'Neill31. You go sign up for the Late Night Grin at latenightgrin.com if you enjoyed this. Uh, I have plenty of other stuff there for you for a dollar a month, including a four-hour uh, show after Rampage, uh, which only one hour is about Rampage. The other three are about uh, whatever ends up happening. Um, you know, I know Joe and Oracle are doing Historical Oracle tomorrow on this channel. I know Joe and Jay Shell are doing the Free Agents on Friday. I believe it's Tony Storm this week. Yeah. yeah so. There we go. Got my plugs in. Oh, my God. That was a really good plug, Bob. You did the professional one. <laughs> um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JShellNicole. Um, I should have some pretty cool announcements about Wrestling with Whiteness coming out pretty soon, about the documentary that I'm doing for that. So that'll be great. Uh, but you guys can follow me on Twitter for all of that stuff. I also have a video for Revolution Predictions. I know Revolution's over, but if you want to see me and Joe and – Mike, Mr. Purple, say some dumb stuff. You can go watch that on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Nicole now because I got the username, which is cool. Um, but yeah, like Bob said, latenightgrin.com. Good Lord, there's so much content over there that you guys can go check out. You guys can go watch all old Late Night Grins. They're amazing. <laughs> if you have four hours on your hands and nothing to do, just put some on and, you know, just chill. Um, but... I will be back on Friday with Joe for the free agent show. We'll be covering Tony Storm. I have done no prep for it, but it is what it is. Um, go tweet at Joe Holper and let him know how good of a job we did without him being here while he's sleeping. Um, so he can give us a raise. I think that's how I'm going to request my raise from him. Yeah. So go tweet him. Um, thank you guys for an amazing show. I'm going to queue up this outro, even though I probably could just have Bob do it for me right now, but that's mean. So, you know, let me find this outro. Oh my gosh, why is this so hard? Oh, here it is. Like 80 videos. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for watching. <laughs>